0: And welcome to another episode of the How Good Sport Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today features the Brisbane Broncos. So we're doing a preview on the Brizzy Broncos. Off the back of a huge year last year, they were three minutes away from winning a grand final, realistically. At the 58th minute, I think it was, Ezra Mam scored his third try and he had one arm on the Clive Churchill medal that looked like the Broncos were going to run away with it. Penrith seemed to have no answers, but Nathan Cleary put Penrith on his back And it absolutely devastated the Broncos. And they sort of took their foot off the pedal a little bit. Obviously, they were gassed. They had to do a lot of work defensively in that first half. I think their completion rate was in the 60s. So it was quite unbelievable that they were even in the game and able to storm to the front the way they did. But obviously, a, a hugely disappointing result. And it's always interesting with sides like that to see how they bounce back from such a devastating loss. So I'm definitely keen to see how the Broncos bounce back from that. They played such an exciting brand of footy last year. A lot of the matches they played, they were in these really tight matches and, you know, against tides like even the Dragons, for example, it might have been 18-all and in the blink of an eye within five minutes, they were up by 18, 24 points. So the Broncos were really able to demoralize their opponents within such a short space of time last year. And, you know, obviously, Reese Walsh was such a big part of that game. We saw Ezra Mamm come on last year. He was fantastic. Such a such a fantastic support player. His footwork was amazing. Brilliant speed, good strength. So we saw that feature in all the tries he scored in the grand final. Reese Walsh, I mean, what do you say about him? My absolute rugby league pawn. Dead set Walsh hub. Love Reese Walsh and everything he does. And I know he's got errors in him. But he's the bloke that wants the ball in his hands in the big moments. And you've got to love that. You have got to respect that. You know, he's willing to take on the big moments. And these are the sort of players that dominate our game because they're going to make errors, but they're going to get more right than they will get wrong. And we saw that with Reese Walsh last year. His ability to ball play as good as any 5'8", any halfback in the comp. You know, he can kick, you know, we saw him kick 40-20s. He kicked for tries, chips, grubbers, his speed. He's got it all in attack. And he needs to work on his defense. He got caught out in the grand final. Yep, big time. I'm sure he's happy to admit that too. But some of these younger players need to learn from those moments. And I have every faith and confidence that Reece Walsh can do that because I think he's that good of a player. I know he's dedicated to his trade. He can probably get a little bit fitter off the field. But if he can get that defense sorted, just his positional play, I'm sure he's going to learn a lot more from Billy Slater in origin camp this year. I'm sure Billy would have been on the phone to him during the offseason. And you know if you can get one or two of those errors out of his game too – it's going to be a different story, so I'm very confident that Reese Walsh is going to come back more of a polished product this year for the Brisbane Broncos. Adam Reynolds obviously had a fantastic year last year, and then the forward pack dominated sides through mm. Payne Haas, Flegler, Carrigan each week. We saw these guys like Kobe Heverington, Corey Jensen, even uh, Jordan Rickey came back on last year. We saw Palacia, so... The forward pack and and even Billy Walters had a fantastic year. He really showed that he's got what it takes to be a full-time hooker. His first half in the grand final was amazing. Kicked a huge 40-20, very good defensively, has some good awareness and ability to sort of create plays out of dummy half. So I think they've got the, the mold and that team that's still there for you know to have more success this year so um obviously they've had a few big losses players are going to be very missed herbie farnworth is the first one that comes to mind he had a huge grand final had a huge year in general a lot of plays where he was able to create something out of nothing from their own end just through his footwork and his speed and his ability to break tackles so herbie's going to be a huge loss for them obviously uh, selwyn cobo is going to jump into that left center spot so we'll talk about that shortly uh Flegler, big loss. He just came on more and more as the season um, progressed. You know, we saw him play State of origin. He ended up with an Australian jumper at the end of the year, but he was fantastic in that grand final and he really matched it with the Penrith props and and was just as good as Payne Haas. So Flegler's going to be a huge loss and a bit of a gap that they have to fill. But um they have bought another prop and they've got some good young props coming through. So Cape Well's a big loss on that left edge. But um obviously some good young forwards and we're going to see piakura jump in on that left edge but capel has a lot of experience coming from that panther system he's a quality defender i know there were periods last year where he dropped off but capel is just one of those senior guys in the team that's really important particularly when you're building a, a young squad so capel is going to be a big loss and then obviously keenan palacia he had a huge grand final really developed throughout the years for the broncos so He's a big loss for the Broncos, but when you're starting to develop a system like the Broncos are, and and getting back to what it was in those sort of late '90s, early 2000s, the reality is you're going to lose players like this. And when you've got players like Reese Walsh, a fullback, and Ezra Mam, uh, you've got to throw money at these guys, and your Tony Sags, and your Patrick Carrigans, and your Payne Haas. So, um, you know, you win some and you lose some, and unfortunately, you've got to bite the bullet and uh, make some hard decisions. But that's what these clubs have got to do. We've seen it with the Penrith Panthers year in year out, and they've continued to have success. And I think Kevi and the you know the Brisbane boards backing themselves to do that this year. So, um, despite the obvious loss of talent and experience, it means that they lack a little bit of depth in the second row. There's plenty of middle options, but some being inexperienced. Obviously, uh, Takura is someone who jumps to mind. It's going to be interesting to see his progression. He's a fucking big unit, big tall timber. So we saw him in the trial yesterday. And Xavier Willison's another one. You know, He provides a little bit of that ability to play on the edge. So I know he's played a little bit of edge in some of his first great experience so far. And then obviously gaining of uh, Fletcher Baker. So as a Roosters fan, I actually was um, a little bit upset that we lost Fletcher Baker. I actually think he's highly underrated and I think he'll really thrive in that Bronco system where it looks like he's going to get a starting position. He's going to get an opportunity to play a lot more game time. And I think Fletcher Baker is a really quality forward. Um, when he was early on, obviously, he's a prop now, but he reminded me a lot of Boyd Corner just in terms of his ability to take tough carries, quick play the ball. So I think Fletcher's a really good asset for the Broncos, one of those no-nonsense players. He doesn't make a lot of errors. He's a solid defender. You know, He can get good post-contact meters. So I think we're really going to see him turn into a pretty quality, regular first grader this year. And, and we also saw them acquire Jaden Hunt, so he's not a bad um, extra forward to have for the Brisbane Broncos, but apart from that, there's no real other gains for the Broncos this year. In terms of the draw for the Broncos, they got a pretty favourable draw. You know, there's a bit of a running joke that gets around every year about them playing on Friday nights, Channel 9 games and Suncorp Stadium and uh, there's shades of that this year, but um, that's okay because I'm always pretty happy to rock up on a Thursday or a Friday night and watch Reesey Boy running around. So they've got seven of their first 12 games are at Suncorp, which is pretty handy. That'll help them get off to a good start. Obviously, the first game is in Vegas against the Roosters. Um, There's some tough opponents for them in the first five weeks. So obviously, that first matchup against the Roosters is an important game. They've got the Penny Panthers, the Rabbitohs, and the Storm, which is an away game. They do have uh, two buys during the origin period, which is obviously handy for the Broncos. They're going to have a handful of players out, Uh, obviously, Cobo, Walsh. Carrigan, just a few that come to mind for the Broncos. So that'll be handy for them to have a buy during that middle period and their final buy lands in round 24. So it's a good time of the year to have a buy. So they then finish the season with three on the trot in Brisbane. So interestingly, the last game they play in the regular season outside of Queensland is round 20 against the Knights. So all things going well, they may not have to leave Queensland again until the grand final if they're good enough to get there again, so two months in Brisbane from July through to potentially October, so that's August and September, they may not have to leave Brisbane at all, which could set themselves up for a premiership dash and could be the perfect formula. So, assuming they potentially come first or second again, they have a home semi week one, which they would win go into the prelim, and if they win that again, which would be a Brisbane, they would then not have to travel to Sydney until the first week of October. So that could be the perfect storm, uh, perfect piece of the puzzle to help the Broncos have a base for two months where players who have got niggling injuries, players can be around their family, just that sort of general well-being and thing that can translate to a football field that's really important for players, you know, young players and senior players to take that momentum, confidence, happiness into that finals arena and really thrive. So um, they've got the potential. If the Broncos are good enough this year again, uh, they could have a really good setup leading into the final. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Obviously, we spoke about some of these losses and gains. So I think some of the losses do leave the Broncos a little bit thin in terms of outside back depth. I know there's going to be some jostling for positions with Dean Mariner and Corey Oates in the wing, so that might mean you might have a Corey Oates or a Mariner or a Pereira as backup, so they're all handy backups, but outside of that, um, there's not a heap of first-grade experience for your wing and center positions. Obviously, there's Tristan Saylor as your fullback backup for Reesey Boy, and if you haven't heard by now, I'm very fucking high on Tristan Saylor. Absolutely love the bloke. And if there's not a better like-for-like replacement in the NRL in terms of a combo between Walsh and Saylor, then I haven't seen it because Tristan Saylor jumps into that role for the Broncos and does pretty much everything that Reese Walsh does. Maybe he's, you know, if Reese is a 9 out of 10, maybe Tristan's an 8 or an 8.5, and and I might be overhyping him, but his ability to ball play is very similar. He has a great short-kicking game, can set up tries with his boot, He's got electric speed. He can break tackles. So he's very, very similar and then a very similar mold to Reese Walsh. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see whether Tristan spends the whole year in Queensland Cup. Does he get a go in the back line somewhere? I don't know. I think the Broncos would, uh, wouldn't would do them any harm to be introducing Tristan Saylor into the fold a little bit more, that's for sure. So obviously, Reese Walsh, in terms of looking at around 117, this is how I think they will line up. Kevy's come out and confirmed a few of these positions, so we'll run through Based on what we think and what we've heard from the preseason hype. So, Reese Boy Walsh at fullback, love the bloke, absolutely froth. He's my favourite player, and I reckon he's probably the most talented player I've seen in the NRL in terms of all round scope and attacking ability since you're Jared Hayne, which is, you know, I know it's a bit of a tainted name to say, but all that bullshit aside, uh, you can't forget the ability that Haynes he had. And I think Reese Walsh is the next best thing. In terms of that broad ability, being able to kick, ball play, run the ball, um, you know, just to break a game open like he can. I think Reese Walsh is uh, fucking amazing. And, you know, I was as a New South Wales supporter, it fucking sucked to lose to Queensland again. But to see Reese Walsh go into that arena and be able to match it and, and really aim up in that. Um top representative echelon was pretty uh was pretty cool to see. So excited to see how he goes this year. I think we're gonna see much of the same. So Casey Boy Walsh at number 1 Jesse Arthur's will grab one of the wing spots I thought his grand final game was amazing he I think he made two really crucial line breaks he was ta- taking a lot of the tough carries out of it. obviously Brisbane didn't have a whole heap of ball and they defended a lot so he needed to take a lot of that pressure off the middle forwards, and he he played his role perfectly in that grand final. I was super impressed with him. He's a great finisher. Probably has a bit more pace than Corey Oates, so that might put him in front. I think that makes him, you know, the the number one winger choice out of Arthur's Coates and Mariner. So, I think we'll see Jesse Arthur as one of the wingers. We're going to see Corey Oates on the other wing. From all reports, it sounds like he's having a really good preseason. Corey Oates has been doing it year in year out. He. He can make great meters out of his own end. He's a, he's a reliable kicking option in terms of uh, being safe as a defensive option under the high ball and also being a bit of a target for the halves to kick out in attack. And he's obviously a great finisher. You know, we've seen him finish some tries that make you just shake your head and go, how the fuck did he score that? So he's been cruel by injury a lot in the last few years. But, yeah, like I said, all reports, he's having a really good off season, and I think he's... Uh, Probably a safer option than Mariner just going into the start of the season. You know, obviously, Mariner's got a fucking shitload of talent, very quick, good line break, tackle breaking ability. But I think for the Broncos heading into round one and the earlier rounds of the season, <clears throat> quite, probably the better option there. Selwyn Cobb will line up at left center. That's been confirmed by uh, Kevy Walters. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Obviously, it's one of these conundrums where. We've seen Selwyn Cobo on a wing. He's played for Queensland, he's played for Australia, and he's excelled. He's a brilliant finisher, can take the tough carries. You know, he's he's one of the best wingers in the game. So it's a bit of a gamble, but there's a part of me that wonders whether Kevy Walters is putting Cobo in there to maybe sort of concentrate and be in the game a little bit more. Obviously, uh, there's a lot more responsibility being at centre, particularly in defence. You know, we've seen Cobo have some lapses in that first game in the finals against the Storm. I think he had an absolute Barry under the high ball in the first half. You know, he can be a little bit sometimes lazy if that's the right word to use, just in terms of uh, chasing balls or trying to catch difficult balls. So I think this maybe is a bit of a, a tactic to get Selwyn into the centres. well. Obviously, A, to utilize his ability. Because he's a fucking superstar. But B, also to maybe get him a little bit more involved in the game to try to get him to clock on and, and maybe avoid some of those lapses he has. So you've got to be a lot more switched on in the centers. The defensive part is going to be a big test. He's going to be on that left edge with Ezra Mam and Brendan Peacura. So it's going to be a, a really new combination. They're going to get targeted by particularly in these first few rounds when they're versing some of the top sides, you can you can bet your bottom dollar that Melbourne, the Roosters and Penrith will be targeting that right edge. So Going to be very interesting to see how Cobo goes in defense. In terms of his attacking ability, I have no question that he can match or or do similar to what Herbie was doing last year. He's a great runner of the ball. Uh, His ball playing, you know, maybe needs a little bit of work, but obviously that's something that would have come into uh, consideration over the offseason. So, you know, he could do what Latrell Mitchell did in the early days at the Roosters. He's obviously been compared to Latrell Mitchell. So I have absolutely no issue with Selwyn Cobo coming. Into the centers. I think it uh, could be a huge win for the Broncos and it could be a really uh, you know, we could get to the end of the season and and see, you know. Kebby could uh, definitely have his decision verified, that's for sure. So I'm pretty keen to see what Selwyn can throw up in the centers there. Katoni on the right edge had a good season last year, culminated in a Queen uh, sorry, a Kangaroos jersey, played for the Blues as well. And I thought he was fantastic in the grand final. I think he might have had an error or two. Obviously, he fell off that crucial tackle of Stephen Crichton where he scored the try to uh, get the Panthers back in the game. But you know, he took some really important catches um, on some tricky kicks, took some tough runs out of there, and like I said, the forwards had to do a lot of work, so relied on the backs in some of those early carries throughout the set. So I thought Katani had a pretty good grand final, and he was rewarded with a kangaroo's jersey. I think we can see more out of him week in, week out. He's obviously, I love his physicality and defense, the way he runs the ball. He's just a fucking beast. But it'd be nice to see him really take it to that next level and turn up consistently each week. So back five, Reese Walsh, Jesse Arthur's, Selwyn Cobo, Katoni Staggs, and Corey Oates. The halves obviously picked themselves, Ezra Mam and Adam Reynolds. And I thought they just they clicked so well last year, formed a beautiful combination. We saw them both sort of drifting to both sides of the field. Reynolds obviously predominantly on the right and Ezra on the left, but there were quite a few plays where we saw Reynolds uh, link around to the left and Ezra doing the same on the right edge of the field. So Obviously, the big thing for Reynolds is to stay fit. He can uh, sometimes be uh, gaffer taped to the shit house like a mummy, but if he can get on the field and most importantly help the Broncos secure a top four finish and Be fit heading into the finals, then we know how important he is. I think a big part of Adam Reynolds' game that is underrated is his ball playing. We obviously see him as a good directing half. He's got a brilliant kicking game, probably the best kicking half in rugby league. But I think his ball playing, just going over some of the recent Highlights doing this preview and seeing what he did for the Broncos last year was uh, it was b- some of his his short balls and you know his sleight of hand his beautiful stuff to watch. So Adam Reynolds is going to be obviously key to the Broncos. Obviously Ezra Mam had that huge grand final was very very unlucky. Uh, I mean how do you not give the the Clive to Cleary when he won that game? But Ezra would have thought he had a Clive in his pocket in the 60th minute, and unfortunately they shit the bed a little bit. And uh, courtesy of the Nathan Cleary masterclass, but he had a fantastic year, brilliant support play, great speed, great footwork, um, ability to break tackles. He's a solid defender, so I'm uh, keen to see how Ezra backs it up this year. It looks like he's had a big off season. You know, he obviously won that Dallium 5-8 of the year last year, so keen to see him build on that. He's obviously just as important part of the spine as the rest of the players we've identified so far. Moving into the injury room, obviously Payne Haas. I mean, this guy's just fucking unbelievable. You run out of superlatives for this bloke in the grand final, matched against those Penrith forwards, Fisher-Harris and Leota. And you know, obviously, him and Flegler had a fantastic game and it just wasn't enough in the end. But he does the same thing week in, week out. And if he's not running 180, 200 meters, then it's an off game. And it's pretty ridiculous when you think that's an excellent game for all these other props. But he's a once in a generation player, and it's good to see that the Broncos, you know, he's stuck with the Broncos through all this shit. He's had so much drama going on on the off field, whether it's uh, by his own, uh, he's caused it by himself, or family related issues with his mom and his brothers. And he seems to have this quite a strong level of resilience and ability to. Um, you know, compartmentalize those things, and I'm sure it's got something to do with uh, the uh, the mental health and well-being side of things that are going on at the Broncos. So credit to them, but um, yeah, Payne House just an unbelievable player, and obviously very important to what the Broncos are doing this year. Fletcher Baker, I think, will be his front row partner. I spoke a little bit about him already. I'm a big fan of Fletcher Baker, and I I can't wait to see what he can do with a full season of first grade under his belt. I think he will have a lot more fans in his camp by the end of the year. It's a hard side to break into at The Roosters with Lindsay Collins and JWH and some other props around that were sort of beating him to the punch. So uh, like I said, I feel like he was a little bit underrated, but maybe he was stuck in a team where it was pretty hard to progress and obviously the Roosters had to make some tough decisions. So uh, I wish Fletcher Baker all the best and I'm going to be one of his biggest fans watching him progress for the Broncos. Billy Walters will be the hooker. We spoke about him a little bit already. So he obviously developed fantastically last year, came into the hooking position. Obviously, there was other guys, Corey Pakes, Blake Moser that were talked about, Tyson Smoothie on the bench. But Walters was able to secure that hooking position and he did a fantastic job. Lovely sleight of hand, good ball playing, had a kicking game, very, very good defender. So I think the Broncos have found their hooker for the next few years and I like Billy Walters. He's quite a humble Bloke. He seems a really good clubman. He seems like he's an important part of what the Broncos are trying to build up there. So um Billy Walters will be the hooker. Brendan Piakura on the left edge. So obviously with Kurt Capo leaving that freed up that position for Piakura. So he looked really good last year, you know, got limited opportunities off the bench. But um fuck, this guy's very quick, that deceptive kind of loping running action. But, you know, his ability to line break, we didn't see it as much in first grade, but coming through Queensland Cup, and he actually is a fucking really good ball player, which I think we'll see start to shine through this year. Obviously, he was coming off the bench and probably wasn't given that license as much last year, but I think as a regular edge second rower this year, we're going to see a lot more ball playing from him. So once the that left edge sort of develops and gets a bit of a combination, it's going to be a pretty exciting edge when you look at Pia Kura, Ezra Mam, Reese Walsh coming around the back and Selwyn cobo. Or with a little bit of that sort of ball playing going on, you can only imagine now the back of shape when you've got Piakura to defend, Selwyn Cobbo, Reese Walsh, and Ezra Mam. It is going to cause some fucking headaches. So, I think some sides on that right edge are going to concede a lot of points once that little combination clicks on the left. Some pretty. Pretty fucking excited to see what uh what comes from that. That's probably the 50th time I've said excited in this podcast, but fucking call me Big Kev because I am excited. Um, moving on to the right edge, Jordan Rickey. It was great to see Jordan Rickey really sort of hit that ceiling. And hopefully that's not his ceiling, because I think he has more room to improve next year. Obviously, had some defensive deficiencies at points throughout the year. His motor ran out in that last little bit in the last five to ten minutes of the grand uh, grand final against the Panthers, but I think half the team was gone. Obviously, clearly scored that last try on his edge last year, but I think the whole team sort of slid the wrong way. So that wasn't exactly just on Jordan Ricky. and you, you can't pin a grand final on one bloke. So I'm certainly not trying to say that, but I think Ricky will be working hard on his defense and and fitness over the off season. I think we'll see Jordan Ricky just continue to make improvements this year. Obviously, he's He's a weapon in attack. You know, he scored a lot of tries off kicks, short balls, barge over tries. He's got a lot of ability, this bloke, you know. Um, just another weapon for the Broncos on the right side. And it's another edge that's fucking scary for the Broncos. Reynolds, Jordan Ricky. Katoni stags, and then you've got Reese Walsh coming around the, the edge again. So um, yeah, and when you consider you're gonna have Patrick Carrigan as your lock as your link man in the middle of the field, uh you know, fuck it. in the words of the guru, it could be anything. We saw it last year, and I think we're gonna see it again this year. And like I said, Patrick Carrigan, he'll be the lock. There's been a bit of talk of him jumping in, in the middle of the field it absolutely baffles me that talk. I think he's the best lock in the game at the moment. I know there's Isaiah Yo, and but when you consider um, the fact that Jose has been in that premiership cog at Penrith for four years. I think the fact that Carrigan's developed in a side that's been sort of struggling for two to three years, he's been a big part of their progression. So I think Patrick Garrigan's the best lock in the game. We've seen what he can do in the Origin Arena. He's played for Australia. He was super important for the Broncos last year. And I think his ball playing is too important for him to be in the middle of the field as a prop. So I think Patrick Garrigan a lock. Um, we're going to see another huge thing for him, and as long as he can stay fit, he's going to be super important to the Broncos as the captain and one of the leaders in the pack. So, Paddy Carrigan, Adlock. In terms of the bench, I think we're going to see Tyson Smoothie secure that bench spot. Obviously, that was his in the final series, so I think he will secure that spot. I don't mind Smoothie. I think he's pretty tough, does some pretty uh, does some of the tough shit in the middle. So, I like what Tyson Smoothie Provides. I think we'll see Kobe Hetherington as another bench spot. I think he can potentially jump on an edge, has a little bit of that versatility compared to Corey Jensen, who's probably more of a prop. So I do think we'll see Kobe Hetherington grab that number 15 jersey. I think we'll see Corey Jensen grab the 16 jersey. I loved what both these blokes provided off the bench last year. They've both got a bit of Mungwill in them, they take tough carries, they're pretty solid defenders get lots of post-contact meters. So I think these guys are locked down the bench. There's obviously been a bit of talk about Benjamin Takura and Xavier Willison, and I've seen some people leaving Jensen out or Hetherington out and picking both Takura and Willison. I think that would be a bit risky for the Broncos early on in the season, particularly against some of the packs they're going to come up against, especially in round one in Las Vegas against the Roosters pack. Even though the Roosters are missing, JWH you're still going up against Lindsey Collins, Spencer Lenu, and uh, Terrell May. So it's with one of the best forward rotations in the game realistically. And I think it's a bit of a risk to have potentially two debutants in the middle of the field at one stage, whether they'd be on at the same time or not, to have Takura and Willison on the field, bright lights, round one, Vegas against one of the best front row rotations in the comp. I don't think Kevin's going to take that risk. So I do think that we're going to see Kobe and Corey as your 15 and 16. And I don't know which way Kevy's going to lean in terms of that last bench spot. I know he's talked about Takura definitely getting a run and and being a round one option, but I think Xavier Willison provides a little bit more versatility as an option to play on the bench. He looks like he can play Mill and the bench, whereas I don't know if Takura can jump on the edge. He's obviously a big unit and would be dangerous potentially on an edge, but I don't know that he's got the motor. I think he's a he's an out-and-out out front rower. So I feel like Xavier Willison, after a pretty handy performance in the trial last night as well, will grab that last bench spot. There's no doubt we're going to see Takura at some stage on the interchange for the Broncos. I think he's going to be a really important player of the future, a guy of that size and that potential. He's going to be playing first grade sooner rather than later. But I think Kevin needs to be smart about the way he uses his players. You know, you've got seven games at home in the first 12 rounds. Uh, You don't need to rush this guy into first grade in the bright lights of Vegas. He certainly should be in the squad and taken over there for that experience just to see how your senior players prepare, how they take in a big occasion. It's very important that he's a part of that and seeing how that works. But I do think it would be a risk to have a bench with Willison and Takura and then only Smoothie and one other forward on the bench with him so uh, I'm tipping Xavier Willison will nab that last spot could be wrong maybe they do take that risk with Takura but I think you can't afford to do that against the Roosters in round one and I'm I'm sure the Broncos will be desperate to snag that round one win against the Roosters uh, over in Vegas but we have seen some of these premiership sides whether they're the winners all the losers of the grand final, they can come out and have a slow start and an upset can happen, so uh, I don't know if it'll be an upset. I don't really look at the odds at all because I don't gamble, but um, it'll be interesting to see you know, what that looks like, who is the favorite in that Roosters-Broncos game in round one. It's going to be a fascinating feature. Obviously, you've got stars all over the park. There's been some interesting chat around the size of the field, and I think it's five meters Shorter in terms of the width of the field, so um, will that blunt you know your Reese Walsh type players when it comes to the Broncos, or will it blunt some of the Roosters players like your Joey Manu who who roams around a field? It's going to be very interesting to see. So we'll definitely be doing previews of that game closer to the game, but uh, I cannot fucking wait. I think it's going to be Sunday afternoon Sydney time. We've obviously got a double header with the other game South versus Manly, so. It's pretty exciting stuff that that's only two and a half weeks away and obviously we've got the super bowl in vegas tomorrow so uh, wouldn't be a bad time to be having a three-week holiday in vegas but i'd need fucking my super times three to be able to get through those three weeks that's for sure but for the broncos like i said i think that'll be their 17. it's going to be a super interesting season coming off that devastating Grand Final loss, and whilst they've lost some big players, I think they've gained a couple of handy ones, and I still think they've got the core of a really important team there that can get back to a Grand Final. I think they'll finish one to four. You know, I do have a couple of concerns in some positions, like I mentioned, in terms of depth. But as long as Reynolds, Ezra, Mam, Walsh, Billy Walters, and Carrigan and Haas and these key players can stay on the field, I do think the Broncos can finish in the top four. If they can finish in the top two with that potential draw setup that we spoke about earlier on, they could have a fantastic lead up to get back to the grand final. So, um, you know, whilst I'm a Rooster supporter and an Eastern Suburbs and a New South Wales fan, um, I did like seeing the Broncos do well last year. And I never thought I would say that, but I think it's better for the game of rugby league when we see the Broncos doing well. They've got such a big fan base up there. You know, Brisbane and Queensland, such an important part of the rugby league landscape in Australia. So it's good to see the Broncos doing well last year. Uh, Let's hope we see the same from them this year. I do think, yeah, one to four. um, It's going to be a fantastic first six. I mean, the whole season's going to be fantastic, let's be honest, but um, it's going to be an important first six to seven week for the Broncos, and I look forward to seeing what they will do. Tune for more of the podcast to come over the next week or two. We've still got a fair few team previews to get through. We're going to have uh, Souths coming out over the next couple of days too. And then we'll have a couple of teams like the Newcastle Knights and the Sharkies. And then next week, we might have a special guest on the potty for the Roosters preview, which I'm very excited for. I promise I will not be biased. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in, guys. Please like. Subscribe and give me any feedback. Reach out on the Instagram DMs, would love to hear any feedback. Otherwise, catch up with you soon. Have a great day. See you later.